You are Locked On Cougars, and this is your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to cover on today's edition of the podcast. You'll hear from Gunnar Romney, BYU wide receiver. Big things expected of him this coming season, as well as big things expected up by himself. He's expecting big things for what he can do this upcoming season. So you'll hear from him on today's edition of the show and also catch up on some of the other news and notes from early part of fall camp as well as the breaking news of a commitment from Koa Eldridge from Punahou High School out there in Hawaii. We'll break that down as well as getting to our player countdown series. You got away from it the last couple of days and apologies for that, but we do need to get to that. We'll catch up on some of the players in our player countdown towards the Holy War now just 27 days away. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Bombas as well as Manscaped. We'll tell you about both of those great companies as we continue throughout today's podcast as well. And with that, let's get Get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 2nd, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Let's start things off today with some news. A thing that I didn't cover earlier in the week that I should have is that BYU running back Bo Hodge has retired from football, according to a report from KSLSports.com and Mitch Harper. An interesting uh, report coming out because his father, uh, Merrill Hodge, said, quote, Bo has moved on from football with his life's work. I know on social media recently, Bo was spotted uh, doing door-to-door sales for pest control with the company that former BYU wide receiver Mitch Matthews co-owns and works with. And we'll see. I had heard some reports that Bo might uh, come back after redshirting this coming season, try to get another year of eligibility back after getting fully healthy and give it one more go. But apparently he's decided to move on and Talk about an interesting career for Bo Hodge. Started out as a quarterback, then moves to running back. Dealt with multiple injuries. Um, had that notable first half performance against Utah State uh, as a quarterback and was playing well until getting knocked out of that game. And it just seemed like it was downhill from from that point on. So I guess the biggest thing we should say is happy trails and best of luck to Bo with whatever is next in his career. According to the reports, he's expected to remain uh, with BYU, go to graduate school and pursue a business degree. So we'll see how it goes for him. It's unfortunate that his career ends without him playing much of a role outside of really that one first half performance against Utah State a couple years back. But... Best of luck to him in whatever is next in his football slash personal journey, regardless of what it is with sports. I don't care what it is, but best of luck to him in that regard. Um, So with him departing, another breaking news coming out yesterday is that BYU has added, well, we'll talk about two commitments here, actually. I need to talk about some news that I broke earlier in the week on the basketball front, but let's start off on the football front here, is that Koa Eldridge, a wide receiver and a baseball prospect from Punahou High School in Honolulu, Hawaii, has committed to play for BYU, and he'll actually play both sports at BYU, reportedly. He'll play both baseball and football, continuing a trend recently of BYU athletes who have played both sports and I think this is a good pickup for him. Uh, you look at the film for Koa and it looks very much like the film of Aleva Hifo and if anybody knows what Aleva Hifo has been able to do 
in a BYU uniform. It's being a multi-tool athlete on the football field. Uh, Koa is a little bit bigger than Aleva. Uh, I think they list him at six foot one, I believe. So a little bit bigger than Aleva, who's five foot ten, five foot nine. But if Koa Eldridge can have the same type of impact that Aleva Hifo has had in a BYU uniform, just particularly on the football field on the gridiron, and if he can do it on the baseball field on the on the diamond, man. You're getting quite an athlete. So we'll see what happens. And just one other note, I had a person I talked to about a couple of days of camp is that uh, Aleva Hifo has really stood out in fall camp early on. Apparently he had a big touchdown catch from Zach Wilson during a team portion of a closed portion of practice. I don't know how long it was. I wasn't told how long it was. I told it was, an, it was just an absolute bomb that he scored a touchdown on. So we'll see how it goes uh, for Koa Eldridge going forward. He's committed to BYU and... And I think this is a good pickup. Guys who are multi-sport athletes, think of guys like Jaron Hall, Jacob Hanneman back in the day, even though he never suited up for BYU football outside of spring football practices is a good thing. These guys have played multiple sports. They have the ability to transition between different sports, and that shows that they're actually true athletes. They're not just a master of one craft. They go out and they've done multiple things in their life, and I think that's a fantastic addition for the BYU recruiting class of 2020. So, congratulations to Koa Eldridge. We'll see what we can do to get him on the podcast, and just looking at it, he's listed at six foot, 185 pounds. So, he's a three-star prospect according to 24-7 Sports. He had an offer from Navy had been hearing from Ivy League schools as well as his hometown in Hawaii, the University of Hawaii at Manoa, the Warriors, the Rainbow Warriors. So I think this is a this is a good pickup for BYU, an underrated pickup, a guy who can play multiple sports and should have an impact in both uh both sports he's going to compete in at BYU, you hope, in both football and baseball. So congratulations to Koa Eldridge. And then one other note yesterday, as I reported earlier this week, I had sources indicate to me that Alex Barcelo, the guard from the University of Arizona, former number two prospect out of the state of Arizona behind DeAndre Ayton, you might know him as one of the top player, young players in the NBA, a first-round draft pick by the Phoenix Suns. Well, he is committed to join BYU, who have to sit out this uh, this coming season and uh, have two seasons of eligibility remaining after that. I think this is a good pickup for BYU. Barcelo was going to kind of be phased out with some of the younger players coming into the Arizona program, and he was looking for a new program. And I think that BYU's coaching staff kind of smelled some blood in the water. Nah, that's, probably not, that's probably a bad term to say. Not blood in the water. They just smelled an opportunity. Let's go with that. Smelled an opportunity and went after it. So congratulations to Alex Barcelo. Uh, keep it tuned to the Locked on Cougars podcast as well as my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Locked on Cougars on Twitter as well. We'll break news for you all the time. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it shakes out for Alex Barcelo. The nice part is, is it looks like it lines up very nicely for BYU at the point guard position which Barcelo is kind of favored to play for BYU because TJ Hawes, who's going into his senior season, would play this year as presumably your starting point guard. And then Barcelo, once he becomes eligible in the 2020-21 season, then would take over the point guard duties for BYU. So I think this is a fantastic pickup for BYU. He played 30 games for Arizona as a sophomore and averaged just under 10 minutes per game. It looked like that was going to go down because former Utah star and NBA star Pace Mannion's son, Nico Mannion, expected 
to join Arizona and is expected to be a one-and-done prospect as a point guard there. And I think Barcelo kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, okay, I need to find a new program. He averaged 3.3 points and 0.5 assists per game in those 10 minutes per game. So it's not, it wasn't a great showing as a sophomore for him, but this is a guy in the high school ranks who had offers all over the country, could score from anywhere on the court, and hopefully under Mark Pope, they can unlock his ability and really give him an opportunity to show what he can do. And I'm interested to see how he how he develops. He has a year to really work on his game now on the scout team, similar to what Jesse Wade did for BYU football this past year after transferring from Gonzaga. I had multiple people tell me during the year that Jesse Wade was a man amongst boys in practices, just too good to be on the scout team, but he gave a great look to the players who were eligible this coming season and just really was giving them everything they could handle on the practice courts. And the hope is I think Barcelo uh, could do that. Of course, I'm expecting that he'll try to get immediate eligibility. I don't know what he'll use as the NCAA's chip to say, well, I want to be eligible immediately, but I would expect he probably sits out this upcoming season barring getting that getting that waiver in a surprising fashion. But we'll make sure to cover anything that comes out from this going forward right here on your daily podcast for the BYU Cougars, the Locked on Cougars podcast. All right, we will step aside here, come back. You'll hear from Gunnar Romney, BYU wide receiver next, had some great thoughts on the expectations for himself this upcoming season. I think he's going to have a big time year. He sounds like he's fully healthy, so we'll let you hear from him next. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you today about Bombas. They are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. So you're both helping your feet out and helping the feet out of somebody who really could use it as well. Find out more about what feet daydream about at bombas.com slash locked today and get 20% off at bombas.com slash locked. More in a moment, this is Locked On Cougars. back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for your continued support of the show. Please follow us on whichever podcatcher you prefer, as well as give us a good a follow. Follow the show on whichever podcatcher you're using, and give us a good rating and review. Those five-star reviews, particularly on Apple Podcasts, are worth their weight in podcast gold, and I thank you guys for your continued support of the show. Please also, when you get in your car, tell your smart device, plug it in, and tell it, hey, play podcast Locked On Cougars. You're a captive audience in the car. You usually listen to the radio or music. Why not catch up on the latest in BYU news? So tell your smart device when you get in the car, play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you stay up to date each and every day with the latest in BYU news. All right, uh, talking some BYU football now, uh, BYU wide receiving core. You heard from Fessy Satake yesterday saying that he is very excited to see what uh, his young group of wide receivers can do. He expects them to really step up this year, become the difference makers that BYU fans have hoped they would be. Well, one of those guys who has taken kind of the brunt of that expectation, in addition to a guy like Aleva Hifo to a degree, but coming in, a lot of people thought that Gunnar Romney could be a Austin Colley as a freshman. It never panned out that way. He dealt with multiple injuries last year, uh, most notably some hamstring issues. And that's not all that surprising. Guys that come in as a freshman of really trying to catch up to speed, might go, try to overtrain a bit, try to get ready, and all of a sudden they injure themselves. And that's kind of what happened to Gunnar. He had some moments last year where he was actually really, really good in spots for BYU. But the hope is this year that he comes on strong 
along and really becomes the wide receiver, the difference maker at the wide receiver position that BYU needs him to be. They want him to be a deep threat, a guy who can take the top off a of defense, be that Austin Colley type of player. And I know that comparing him to Austin Colley is almost unfair because in my mind, Austin Colley is the greatest wide receiver in BYU history. I know that Cody Hoffman owns the records, but you can't tell me that Austin Colley wasn't a better prospect than Cody Hoffman or a better player overall than Cody Hoffman. That's just my take. You may, dis- you're, you may disagree. You may have another guy you think is the best in BYU history, but for my money, Austin Colley was the best. And to, to compare Gunnar Romney to that is tough. I get that. But I really do like him embracing some of this pressure that's being heaped upon him. So here you go. Without further ado, let's play the interview I did one-on-one with Gunnar Romney earlier this week during BYU media availability. Gunner, just early on in fall camp, when you guys are only wearing helmets, what can you guys show to the coaches as a wide receiver? Um, just your technique, your overall, your ability to work, your ability to know the playbook already, even though it's uh, it's early in the season, barely putting in installs, but it's your ability to retain information and just read defenses and really pretty much just go through the basics of, uh, of being a receiver. I mean, um, receivers and, and DBs go at it pretty much the same, even with without pads. So it's just it's just all around good day of work, good day of practice. Health wise, you 100% now. Yes, sir. I'm feeling good. Finally, ready to go. How frustrating was that? Um, it was it was really frustrating. It came in with big expectations last year. Um, wanted to get on the field early, and the injuries held me back. So I think it was more of a learning experience than anything. Um, I had to learn to take care of my body better, and so that's what I've been doing. And so I'm feeling good now. How's it been kind of adjusting? You had a whole year now in the collegiate game. How's it been adjusting to the speed of the game, et cetera? Um, I think last year, the the playing time that I got, it really helped me. I think I know what to expect this year. And this offseason, I think it really helped me prepare for that. Um, the, the Not only the speeds, the size and strength of some of these guys. That's what I had to work on this offseason, getting bigger and stronger. And just uh, overall, just becoming more more physical, more athletic. And so I think it really helped me prepare for the season. There are three seniors in this position group, and you're only a sophomore, but I think a lot of people look at you as a pseudo-leader of this group. Do you kind of see yourself in that role? Um, I definitely do. I think uh, even though we have seniors, they're, they're all great leaders. Mm-hmm. I think you're never too young to step up and, and hold a leadership position, mm-hmm. um, and you can't be afraid to, to voice your opinions, and you can't be afraid to step up and uh, hold others accountable. And so I think it doesn't really matter how old you are. You can be a freshman coming in and still be a leader. Zach was limited throughout the spring slash summer period. He talked about that pitch count he had. Mm-hmm. How much work did you get in with him? Um, you know, it was it was hard because he was he was uh, recovering most of the time. But we would we would work out even if it just wasn't throwing together. We'd work out together and kind of build that connection. And so the we the last couple of weeks when he's been healthy, we, we've gotten quite a bit of work in just getting timing and stuff down. So I think it's uh, I wish we could have had a little bit more, but I think I think what we got was good. What's it like working with Coach Coach Satake? He's a he's an awesome coach. Not only not only is a good coach, he's a he's just a great guy. He knows his X's and O's so well, and uh, he's he's personable. Like you're not afraid to go talk to him about anything. And so having that type of personality in the receivers' room, um, you're it makes you w- more willing to ask questions and more willing to learn. You want to learn from a guy like that. When you so during fall camp, it's of course you guys try to keep each other healthy, and you guys aren't hitting as much. But when you finally get into those games, do you anticipate those hits right away, or do you just kind of just leave that out of the equation? You know, d- during when you're running a route or anything, you don't really think about it. Okay. You're, all you're thinking about is the ball. So like uh, the adrenaline's pumping so high, you don't really even feel it until after the game. That's when that's when you feel it. So I think it's it's better that way. So you don't you're not worrying about you know getting blown up by a linebacker going across the middle, but 
um, it's 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 better that way. Just have to go out there with no fear and act like you're the only one out there. Okay, last thing. Who's the better athlete, you or your brother? I got to say me. I mean, no question. <laughs> well, okay, you also have another brother that's a high schooler as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you ask them and they'll all give you different answers. They all say they are, but... My personal opinion is is what I think is right. How cool is it that all three of you guys play different positions? It's it's awesome actually. Growing up, like it, it helped a lot. Like my older brother is the quarterback, my younger brother is a defensive player, and so it just it pretty much helped all of us get better. I mean, we're we're not only like competing against each other, we're working out together and just helping each other grow. Awesome. Thanks so much, Gunnar. Appreciate it. There you go, Gunnar Romney, and you can tell he's excited to be a BYU Cougar. He's done a lot of work, he said, in the offseason, and I can tell you guys, just standing next to him, talking to him during this interview, he has noticeably bulked up. And I know that wide receivers don't necessarily want them to be completely jacked. You don't want guys who are um, just too heavy and lose their speed and athleticism, etc. I can tell you that just he's, he's put on good weight, you can tell. He's cut, he looks like he's fully healthy, he was making transitions smoothly during the uh, team portion that we saw during media availability on Monday. So I think that he is excited and ready to step forward. You heard him say, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm excited to be here. I've got expectations for myself. I want to be a guy who can go out and really prove what I can do. And Here's hoping that he can do that. Hopefully he stays healthy this year because, like I said, they need somebody besides Matt Bushman to be a consistent receiving threat. I think Leva Hefo was a guy who became quite consistent towards the end of the year last year. I told you guys he had a big touchdown in uh, the closed portion of practice earlier this week, according to some people I talked to. And that's that's a great sign that a guy like Leva Hefo going into his senior season is stepping forward. You hope guys like Micah Simon and Talon Shumway, who are seniors, and we heard Fessy Satake talk about it yesterday. He's put the onus on those three seniors to really be the leaders of this group. You hope that those two guys, speaking of Micah Simon and Talon Chapel, really step up. Uh, not Talon Chapel, he works with me at the zone. Talon Chapel is a friend of mine. Talon Shumway, excuse me, steps up. Talon Shumway uh, is a guy that last year I actually felt like worked better with Zach Wilson than he did with Tanner Mangum. You really saw him come on strong down the stretch last year. I think he was kind of the unsung wide receiver who had a bigger impact than most people want to give him credit for or maybe realize last year. Made some big time catches, found himself open. Uh, Talon's not the biggest athlete. Okay, he's a pretty big athlete. He's six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds, but not the fastest athlete, I guess I should say. And he's not the greatest athlete at the wide receiver position, but he knows how to get himself open. He knows how to use his body to shield off defenders and make catches. And if you can get a, a good three or four wide receivers who can t- consistently produce this year for Zach Wilson and this BYU offense, you're going to have a really fun year for BYU fans, I think. And that's a great sign. Uh, but it's still early on in fall camp. We are hoping that, fingers crossed, knock on wood, no injuries occur during this upcoming fall camp period, but you can always count on one or two, and you just hope that it's not at the wide receiver position because I feel like BYU at wide receiver needs everybody that's currently on the roster to be healthy and able to contribute because I think the sum total of the parts at the wide receiver position group are bigger than, uh, or some total as better than just the individual parts, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I... 
I really like Gunnar Romney. He is not afraid of stepping into the, into the limelight, talking to the media. I appreciate him giving straightforward answers. He's become much more comfortable with the media since last year, and that's a great sign. I think he's really settling in here, and it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. And the one funny note right towards the end of it, who's the better athlete of, in the family? He said, of course it's me. And I, you like that. You like guys who are confident in their own abilities. So thanks to Gunnar Romney once again for talking with me. We'll have more interviews for you coming up next week. We have media availability tonight. It's the second night of uh, media availability around about 6 o'clock. So stay tuned for audio on 1280thezone.com as well as my recap on Instagram. I did a recap on uh, Wednesday night. I'll do another one tonight. So stay tuned for all of that later on after practice tonight after we get done with media responsibilities. All right, we will step aside here, come back, catch up on all the other BYU news going on in BYU sports fans' lives, all the news that's happening. Um, Two BYU women's soccer players named to a prestigious watch list in their own regard. We'll talk about that next. A reminder for you guys that support for Locked On Cougars comes from Manscaped, who is the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank, but Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% off at manscaped.com with the promo code LOCKEDON. Proud partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. More in a moment. This is the Locked On Cougars Podcast. Final segment of today, a Friday edition of Locked On Cougars. We'll have our, of course, our Church and State Player Countdown Series special editions over the weekend, so stay tuned for those. Let's kick things off, though. We need to catch you up on some of the guys on the Player Countdown Series, and they released a new roster this week for BYU, so screwed up a couple of the names on the roster, so we'll get to some of these names here, and let's start off at day number 28, which was yesterday. Mason Wake and Sawyer Powell are the two guys listed there. Mason Wake is six foot one, 235-pound running back from Lone Peak High School, a freshman on this year's squad. I've heard people like Ben Criddle compare him to Braden L. Bakri. We'll see if he develops into that type of player. The only problem is I think BYU's offense going forward, that the true fullbacks, if if in terms of the Braden L. Bakri's of the world, kind of going by the wayside in this new offense, it appears, because it's going to be more of a spread set. So maybe an H-back position for Mason Wake. We'll see how he does on that. Sawyer Powell is a guy I'm actually looking forward to catching up with during fall camp. I want to hear about his level uh, legacy and just his BYU career. He's going into his sixth year. He's a sixth year senior, a defensive back from Richland High School in West Richland, Washington, a guy who is going to be in the two deep at safety this year after really coming on strong late in the season last year. And I'm interested to see how it all shakes out for him because I really feel like with the move of Diane Gonwoloku, presumably to cornerback full-time, Sawyer Powell has a big-time opportunity here to earn a lot of playing time, and we'll see what he does with it going forward. And two guys on the list today for day number 27, as we're 27 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season here, are Jackson McChesney, a freshman running back, also from Lone Peak High School, back off a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and Bo Tanner. 
You guys know that name, the former JUCO transfer from Scottsdale Community College. He is back. He's got to be in his like his sixth year as well, like Sawyer Powell. But he's back to compete as a defensive back for BYU this coming fall. He's left the program two or three times at this point in his career. Decided he's going to transfer and he entered the NCAA transfer portal once upon a time. But it appears he is back on the roster, competing in the defensive backfield. He's got all of the physical capability to be a contributor for BYU in the defensive backfield. But for whatever reason reason has just not been able to put it together in all facets of his life to really contribute on the on the gridiron. So Jackson McChesney is going to be a guy that I'm looking forward to seeing develop this coming season. I think coming back off a of mission, he's probably going to need a year to really get his body in shape, get that speed that he was known for in high school back and show what he can do on the gridiron. But Guys like Bo Tanner and Jackson McChesney, athletes who are playing different positions for BYU, are great additions for the Cougars this coming season, and we'll be tracking it for you. Like I said, we'll have our special player countdown additions over the weekend, continuing to count you down towards BYU and Utah and the Holy War. We are now just 27 days away in ahead of the Holy War game and the church and state rivalry right here on Locked On Cougars. We'll be covering it for you every day, counting you down every day to get you ready for that. One final note before we go is that uh, two players from the women's soccer program are named to the 2019 Mac Herman Trophy watch list. It's the top award in women's soccer at the collegiate level. It's the Heisman Trophy equivalent. Uh, Elise Flake, who was a standout player for BYU at forward last year, and the Michaela Coulihan, who was a midfielder, have both been named to this watch list. So congratulations. They're on a list of 61 NCAA Division I student athletes, and it's the third time in program history that two athletes have been candidates in the same season for the award. So congratulations once again. The last BYU player named to the watch list was Taylor Isom in 2016. Ashley Hatch and Lindsay Lizenby Cutshaw are the only other players to advance as semifinalists for the award. No player has won it in BYU women's soccer history, but congratulations to Elise Flake and Michaela Cullihan on getting those two honors. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Stay tuned for audio and a post-practice analysis tonight after BYU media availability. We'll also have our special player countdown editions of the show over the weekend and a full edition recapping everything that we learned over the weekend, etc. on Monday. Thanks again for joining us. Please check out Manscaped and our good friends at Bombas. They have great offers for you guys. Check them out. Uh, Save 20% off from both companies. Just check out their products. They do a great job sponsoring us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 2nd, 2019.